0: Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly, presented by Whiskerware Apparel, along with Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes. Doc, I have my Crusher Marine Gator on tonight.
1: Yes, you do. You look like you're getting ready to rock something.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen, but... Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it will help keep me from getting sun bleached. Yes, it will. You'll be styling and profiling. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I can't wait to try it out.
1: Yeah, well, Memphis is a place that you can try it out.
0: But, in the meantime, we got things to do.
1: Yeah, and speaking of Memphis, we are looking at Monsters on the Mississippi, 18 days, 10 hours, 27 minutes and 12 seconds away.
0: (laughs) Man, I can't wait to get there. Cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. And they have right now over $100,000 in cash and prizes. Um, I I don't know of any other tournament. George made that post, I believe it was this morning. And I don't know of anybody else that can say they've got um, $100,000 worth of prize and money and, and prizes to give out. Uh, as of yet um, that's the biggest payout that i'm aware of so uh, that's pretty outstanding and uh, kudos to them guys him and leslie for working so hard and making that happen it's going to be a big deal um, the last count that i knew and i haven't checked in a few days they had over 140 people entered for the tournament yeah. and uh, they're only going to accept 200 entries so if you want to sign up for Mississippi River Monsters you might want to get on in there and get it done because at 200 they're supposed to shut her off doc we done a we done a little show this morning with a lady uh, and her husband is a gar guide in Texas and he is down there in his boat rescuing people in, in, in the Houston area and getting them out of their houses and taking them to safety where they can get in shelters and stuff. Uh, I actually have a cousin that lives in the Houston area and they had to come get their family out of their house this morning. Uh, it's a mess down there. I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen the pictures. I know everybody mm-hmm. has. It, it is devastating. Uh, and anybody that, that has a way of helping and if you're close to that area even if you're not uh you need a john boat style boat to help rescue these people you can go to the show we done on catfish weekly this morning check it out get a hold of the people they can tell you and put you in contact with the people that can get you down there if you're interested in helping i know tim Berger and a couple of guys from the kansas city area are headed down there now to try to help these folks out um V-style boats, big boats, won't do any good because you don't know what's underneath the water. You can't tell if you're running over street signs or whatever it is, but they can use any and all assistance. The water's not going to quit rising until Wednesday, Uh, and at that point, it should start receding sometime after that. When uh, I watched the video of him down there getting those people out of there this morning, Doc, it was still pouring down rain and uh yeah it's it's bad down there and uh them people are going to need a lot of assistance before this is all said and done so anybody that can help them in any way please do so um, it's something that we all need to do and they're going to they're going to need all the help they can get for a long time to come so uh, keeping people in your thoughts and prayers it probably be uh Ah, uh, really good that you do because there are a lot of them is gonna need it. Uh, it's gonna be rough down there. <laughs> Doc, tonight we got Eddie and Ann White from up in the Great North with us on the show tonight. Welcome, folks.
2: Howdy? Hello. welcome.
0: How you guys doing? Not too bad. A little, smoky, bad? A little
2: smoky, but we're doing good.
3: A little Smoky, <laughs>
0: We've got the opposite problem Texas does. Most of our state's on fire right now. Oh my God,
2: really?
1: it,
0: You know, it's something all the time, and I sure hate to hear that. I I wasn't aware of that, but uh, are you guys having forest fires and stuff? There's over 200 active fires in Montana right now. Is it that dry up there? Absolutely. It's we we're in a real
3: bad drought this year.
0: Oh man I hate to hear that that's too bad well we'll we'll keep you guys in our thoughts and prayers too because that's uh, fires are something that you cannot run away with uh, very often you just can't get away from them sometimes and uh, I know a lot of people up there will be looking for shelters and places to go as that transpires also all so, right
1: so you guys are in Montana right?
0: We are. We're, we're
2: outside of Billings, Montana,
1: Okay. which is the biggest and, city in the state.
3: And is it very big?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, the sign behind you says teamminnowbucket.com. Is that you guys? Yes, sir. That is us. All right. So tell all our viewers uh, what is teamminnowbucket.com.
2: Well, it kind of transpired from, uh, we own a bait shop called the Minnow Bucket here, and it transpired from We've been tournament fishing for about five years now. Um, Trying to get into competitive fishing and and, and attempting to find sponsors at the beginning was extremely difficult for us. So what we actually did is we started talking to a lot of local businesses as well as uh, uh, major businesses about potential of them sponsoring us to help us with tournament costs, et cetera. And Team Minnow Bucket transpired from that. And we now have uh, eight guys. We have eight guys that are active with us that fish for us as well as with us, and we uh, pretty much lead that. Um, that What comes with that is we also have a, a Big Sky Catfish, or Big Sky Cats, I'm sorry. We do a tournament trail here, and we also do a, a league through the summer. So it's all channel catfish. That's all we have here. We don't have blues or flatheads, um, unfortunately.
3: But before we were on any national pro staffs we kind of created our own pro staff to give some of these other local guys an opportunity to maybe offset some of their tournament costs and and do some local business promotion as well
1: yeah that's cool nothing wrong with channel cats i love chasing them little, them guys especially
2: if Thanks they're big yeah. i love channels myself too you know i mean it's what we have it's what we fish for it doesn't seem like they get a ton of respect in the catfish world but i think they need to get a little more because they are They're a hard-fighting fish, you know, I I love they
1: are now. What size are they out there?
2: Your average is going to be three to six three to seven pounds on the Yellowstone River itself You're looking at anything between 10 and 15 is going to be a trophy Um, We know places you can go around here where 15 to 20 happens um, that' 33, 33 or 34 yep, pounds standing. So we have we have quite a we have big channels it's just a matter of seeking them out. Um, we have a river here called the milk and you could spit across it. it's so small, but it's had so much private land surrounding it for so long that the channels in there actually grow and they continue to grow because there's no harvest rate on them from pressure. And that's one of the probably one of the best channel cat fisheries we have here is the milk river. Or I'm sorry, right. the, the muscle, muscle shell. shell.
1: Wow. So what kind of what baits are you guys using to chase these things with?
2: Uh generally oh. suckers. A sucker is a huge uh, bait for us. Suckers, we have uh Goldeye comparable to a shad or a or a skipjack, I should say. Um, our our river itself has about 20 different forage species. So we have, it, the, the uh, forage that we have, is, it's amazing, the, the fish are never hungry, and we have to fine-tune and adjust that from time to time. We, we prefer sucker, but there's times that we have to use gold iron, we have to use flathead chubs, or something to that degree, because they won't hit on anything else.
3: And because about 90% of the fishing that we're doing is in pretty fast, heavy current, stink baits don't work, livers don't work, a lot of the, the real traditional catfish... Baits just aren't effective in our waters. We go to a, a fresh-cut bait um, just to to keep it on the hook and be able to attract those fish in in the water that we're fishing.
0: Yeah.
2: Have, have either of you guys ever been up to the Yellowstone or Montana itself? I have not.
1: I've been to We've, Yellowstone.
2: Well, I mean Yellowstone River here in Montana. Oh, no. See, we all run jet... jet um, motors up here, because the water can go from 10 feet to 3 inches in a matter of feet. It's one of the only free-flowing rivers in the United States. We have no dams that block it. We have diversion dams for irrigation, but we don't have any man-made standing dams that block any water.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow, somebody posted in there, Stalker Outdoors said the Wisconsin state record channel cat is 44 pounds. Yeah, it's amazing.
3: There are some areas where those channel cats can get really big. Um, they tend not to get big down south, um, just because of the the amount of flatheads and blues that are in the area. The channel cats tend to be a little bit smaller. So once you get further north and you don't have the blues and the flats, then it gives those channel cats an opportunity to get a little bit bigger. But again, depending on on harvest rates and if a particular state has sl- size limits, slot limits, it'll. Impact the the size those fish can get
0: to So you guys don't have any commercial fishing up there that in itself is a major advantage to getting fish to grow bigger
2: The only commercial fishing we have is, is uh, What I do is sell bait. That's the only commercial fishing allowed here We don't have to worry about any of the pay lakes, which is a beautiful thing um, Yes, I'd hate, I'd hate to be in an environment where I had to fight that I, I still stand tall that pay lakes are a joke and they need to go away. Um, we, the, the problem with what we have here is that a majority of the catfish are all Well, all the catfish here are self-sustained. There's no stocking efforts made on them whatsoever, though they're a native species. So, our harvest rate, if her and I go well, we can have 10 channels per day and 20 in, pos- in possession. So the limit on it for us is rather high, and the harvest rate goes up, and we taking it upon ourselves to attempt to uh, uh, teach people the, the value of selective harvest. If we keep the catfish, it's not over 5 pounds or 20 inches. You inches. Know, generally, if we're keeping any catfish, it's 2 to 3 pounds, and we're, we're getting enough for that night to eat, and we put everything else back.
0: And they're better eating. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: But we want to keep them spawners in, in the river. You know, If we don't keep the spawners in the river, we're not going to have a turnaround on, on year
0: class. I agree 100%. I sure do. And I know you do, Doc.
1: No, oh, yeah. It's Pay Lake uh, City here where I'm at.
0: Yeah, you're, you're in a bad spot. The, well,
1: it's, uh,
2: amazing. it's amazing to sit up here and watch uh, everyone advocate to get rid of these Pay Lakers and those commercial fishermen, and nobody listens. The outcry is just unheard. You know, it's sad. It's sad to see these 100-pound, 120-pound, 90-pound, 80-pound blues and flyheads going into a, a Generally, a toilet is what they're, they're putting them in. It's, it's, it's sad. I mean, how come the DNR's not doing nothing about that? There's As well as you guys, you guys advocate for it, and they don't listen to nobody.
4: No. You
2: know, yeah. How old are those fish? You're talking, what, 40, 50 years old to get that big?
0: Well, the average the average of a, of a large fish, whether it be anywhere from 35 to 60 or bigger pounds, is 30 years. Uh, depending on the gene pool, but uh, these guys are tired of people making fun of them and calling them names and stuff. What that does is it pisses them off, and then they do not do nothing to help you. You you can't make a fool out of legislators and expect to get anything done. You have to work with them to get anything done. And if you're making fun of them and calling them names and and making a joke out of what they're doing, they're just going to keep putting you on a back burner, back burner, back burner, And I know this to be a fact because they've told me that from our State Department that if that ever starts in the state of Missouri, that we'll never get anything done. And we're, you know, we're five and ten years on surveys to find out if we get anything done. So when you start doing that kind of stuff, you're just getting yourself put further back and further back and further back. And they're going to take deer regulations and crappie regulations and bass regulations. All that stuff's going to keep going in front of you until people stop doing it because those people don't have to put up with that and they are not going to. Yeah, that's, there's
2: a lot of truth to that. I, I agree completely.
0: Yep. So you have to, it's a political thing. And whether anybody likes it or not, fishing has politics in it just like everything else. And if you can't play the political game, you're going to be the loser. It's That's just the way it is. And uh, it's sad that it's like that. I'm not agreeing with it it's just a fact Uh, that's the way it is uh and you what needs to be done in my opinion is there needs to be a united states association of some type to where a group of people sit down and and read all the complaints and and go to these states and present their issues to each state that is in question and needs something done and guys let them do their job but nobody can get together as of yet to make it a deal where uh it takes money to do this stuff and and uh, there's no no organization there's no money it's it's sort of like bss when it started back in the 60s they had nothing they had less regulations on bass than we have on catfish today but they put the right people in effect They got them some funding to get stuff done and look where they're at now. And that's what catfish, it's going to take to get these things done for catfish. But you have to get the right people and the time that has the time to do it and give them some resources to work with. Yeah.
3: To give catfishing as a whole a a legitimacy and to be taken seriously.
0: That's right. That's right. We, we had a meeting at the very first catfish conference and I tried to, to, to put something together down there. And we had one guy that tried to make it poor me and it's all about me and this and that. And I finally said, the heck with it. I'm not, I'm not dealing with you, uh, because it's not worth the effort to, 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 uh, to do that. Uh, some people just, they just don't get it. And, uh, that's what it's going to take to get regulations put into effect. I, I deal with our Department of Conservation constantly, monthly, sometimes four or five times a, a month, and different guys in the in the industry in the in the Department of Conservation, and uh, they don't always tell me what I want to hear, and they, I sure don't tell them what they want to hear. But yet, if they need me to help them do something, I'm there for them. And all I've ever asked is that they at least make an honest attempt to do things. But when Missouri does studies to determine if we need regulations put in on uh, what I'm driving for is the Missouri and Mississippi River, especially Mississippi, because it doesn't have regulations of any kind, it takes it's a five-year deal minimum and then but they want to make sure that they if those are needed they get the right regulations put in effect and I understand that I don't like it I I see no reason they couldn't put a trial run of rules in effect to stop commercial fishing and, and I still contend that if they would make a 34 inch rule for all catfishing for all all fish and all people, whether it be commercial guys or not, it take care of itself simply because it would not be cost effective for those guys to go out and get two fish over 34 inch a day as as costly as it is commercial fish. As far as that goes, fishing in general. Uh, if you think fishing's cheap, you can sure enough go by the store and pick up some farm raised catfish cheaper than you go out and catch them, I promise you. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it's like the Red River of the North. You know, we go out there and fish a tournament, the Shields Boundary Battle, and your average fish there is usually about 15 pounds, a channel cat. And because of the regulations they put in place on that, on that river, it's a trophy catfishery. fishery. It's amazing. You know, a 15, 20-pound catfish or a channel on that river is, is nothing. You can catch those hands over fist at the right time of the year. But when we were out there this year, we were throwing 10 and 12s back, and they were small to us. Right, uh, that's a big fish, and because of the regulations they put in place, I believe it's one over, uh, twenty-four. The, the fishing there is phenomenal, so yes, slots do work. You know, um, uh, and
3: a regulation like that nationwide would would do a lot towards increasing sizes overall for for the trophy fishermen, for the kids going out and and getting into that once in a lifetime fish to have give everybody that opportunity to get into those monsters and, and allow catfish to naturally reproduce and keeping that gene
0: pool up there with, with the big numbers and the big sizes for it. That, I agree and one of the things, and Doc, I know you will agree with this too, if, if you have a, a catfish that has 300,000 eggs, according to Missouri Department of Conservation, 2% of those will actually survive hatch. And out of that 2%, 1% of those will live to reach adulthood. But out of that 1%, very few of them will get to be trophy class size. Uh, there might, some of them might be 30 years old and only weigh 20 or 30 pounds. Others yeah. in that in that hatch may get to be 60, 80, or 100 pounds, but they all don't get there. So when we get a group of fish that gets to be large breeding size fish, those are the ones that we need to protect. Absolutely. That that that's with
2: any fish, not just catfish.
0: You know. That's exactly right. Crappie, mm-hmm. bass. Uh, they have the
2: longer program with bass, you know, but how how often do you see that with uh, with catfish? You don't. There's no. there's really no there's no initiative to keep catfish around. They think they reproduce, they have a good enough cycle, they don't really have to do anything with it. Well, that's not necessarily the case. No, Asian, it's not. Look at what Asian carp are doing to fisheries. Oh. You know, you got Asian carp, you have commercial fishermen, there, there's so many odds against them at this point, that at some point, everyone's going to go where they go.
0: Well, and it's not just all that stuff. All If you put it all together, one of the things that people don't understand is right now, for us, this is the golden time to be fishing for whatever species you're fishing for. We have the best electronics that's ever been. We have the greatest equipment, the best boats, the best of everything. There's so much information that you can find out uh, on social media or from watching videos or shows or whatever it is to find out how to catch more fish. So the fish have to work harder to, to stay away from fishermen or as hard as they do anything else. Uh, even guys that don't harvest or over harvest fish Um, There's a percentage of fish that get deep hooked or something that don't survive. So uh, their mortality rate uh, has got to be greater than it's ever been.
1: Yeah. Hey, Lyle. Sir. Guess what time it is. Is it time? It's time to spin to win.
0: Spin to win. All righty. And would you pick me out a low number so we can see who's going to get the spin on the old rig rack prize wheel tonight? Let's go with number three. Number three. I like that number. One. Two. And three. And the winner is Terry Jackson. Congratulations, Terry. Let's see what we can do for him, Doc. I have got a bunch of stuff on the old rig wrap prize wheel package. I got two packages of hundred hooks just to get ready to go to Memphis with doc.
2: Hmm.
0: No music.
1: I hadn't got it. <laughs> <You laughs> caught, me, caught me off guard.
0: I got you this time. Uh, Monsters on the Ohio contact Aaron Wheatley. And he will have a package for you. Let me write that damn doc. Go ahead with uh, with Eddie and Ann while I write this down. All right.
1: Let me see if we got any questions. James Dockery said, "Make sure you give a like to the stream, folks."
0: Yes, that's. <laughs> That's extremely important, and we never talk about that. But likes and shares, and and uh, becoming uh, members of Catfish Weekly and and stuff on YouTube—that's very important to us. And uh, we we're slackers, Doc. We don't talk about that at all.
1: No, no. yeah, <laughs> Party getting old.
0: No, I got <laughs> yeah.
2: a question for you guys. You know what? What you guys are doing with that national championship is pretty neat. You know, we're. Hoping at the state championship, we're in the top five and we get the option to come out and see you guys. Um, well, I'm hoping you do too.
1: Yeah, that'd be great.
2: But what you know, it, what, what I read and what I see is, you know, guys, are, you guys are doing a national championship. Now there's going to be an invitational. There's going to be a world championship. Until we all work together, how are we going to expand the, the catfish community and make this to where it's a profitable enterprise for everybody? Matt and I have had talks a hundred times about packing up, getting a pole trailer, hooking our boat up to it, and coming down south and fishing tournament trails. Right now, there's no money in it to be able to do that. You know, no. when is it going to turn into the FLW? When's it going to turn to BASS? When are we going to start seeing that rather than, in my opinion, invitational, it, it obsoletes a, a majority of good fishermen. A world championship, if you only have 100 people that are able to sign up, how, you can't, in my opinion, you're you're kind of defeating the purpose of what we're all trying to do, which is bottom line is catch catfish.
0: Well, for one thing, that hurts catfishing is we don't have the corporate sponsors that Bass has, and we don't have a new fishing lure or plug or a hook that comes out every other day uh, to attract guys to to advertise with us and to put up this sponsorship money, because every one of them guys that make bass plugs or crappie lures or jigs, uh, they come up with something nearly every day, and those companies have really deep pockets, and that's something we are lacking in uh, the catfish industry. Now, with that being said, SeaArk has really stepped up in the last couple of years, and I'm glad they did. I'm hoping G3 will get on board with some of these big tournaments and, and some of the other boat manufacturers and do this too because they, they can afford to do something, and SeaArk has really jumped in with a lot of these tournament series. As far as invitationals, that's a personal thing, and people that want to invite somebody in, there's nothing that, you know, if you're on their list or if you're qualified to be invited in them, then that's something that they wanted to do, and, and nobody has any, uh, anything they can do about that. I think it's a great thing that, that people are, are fortunate enough, good enough uh, to be invited to something like that. Uh, as far as world championships, uh, in my opinion, it would be extremely hard to determine who would be qualified to be able to do that, and that is exactly why we done our tournament like we did. We give every tournament director throughout the United States the opportunity to enter as many tournaments as they want, and we take the top five placers out of each tournament. So you actually had to qualify. Uh, we didn't have to send invitations out and make somebody bad. It's not a professional or an amateur thing because the first thing that happens on a deal like that is somebody thinks that they're better than they really are or they they're, they don't think they're as good as what they are. and then you got a, a problem with that. So this was the most fair way that we could do it. And right now we have a hundred if, if everybody fished two man's teams, we would have 171 teams qualified right now with uh, a lot of stuff left to go this year.
2: Yeah, what you guys are doing with that national championship is neat. You know, you moved it to the Midwest, uh, which I think is a great thing compared to everything. is generally focused in the South. How often do you hear about the Western states such as us or California or Denver or uh, Colorado? Colorado has phenomenal channel caps. Yes, they do. You know, you don't hear much about that. You You hear a lot about the South, which is great, but you guys bring it to the Lake of the Ozarks. You're making it to where, generally, we're geographically challenged is what it is. Right. Where we're at we are geographically challenged, but you're putting it somewhere where it's available for us to be able to travel and not come home broke, even if we don't place. You know, right. We can come there and have a good time. Well, Accessible one of the, to
0: a greater population. Right. One of the things that I got probably 50 messages on was, please do not have it on Wheeler Lake.
4: Uh, yeah
0: you know and i love to go down to wheeler i know you do doc it's a it's a blast going down oh, there. Yeah. but but there's so many tournaments going on down there and uh it's just it's a long way for me so for you guys i can imagine how long it would be but i was shocked that the number of people that, that messaged me says please do not have your national championship on wheeler lake and uh one of one of the deals is everybody get wants to fish for big fish well so do i i like fishing for big fish but I have just as much fun going up uh, above the Keokuk line and fishing some of Alex's Channel Cat tournaments. Uh, I enjoy fishing for Channel Cat. The weigh-ins are extremely close. And I get guys tell me, well, I ain't going to fish them. If I can't fish for big fish, I'm going to fish them. Well, then that's fine. Stay home. Let yeah. the rest of us have a good time and do it. Because it doesn't matter uh, if, if the payout, like George's have it, he's got a $30,000 boat. Well, it wouldn't matter. Uh, if you was fishing for eight pound channel cat or you're fishing for hundred pound blues, the boat price is still that is still worth that much money. So why would, why would it matter whether you're fishing for little fish or big fish? If the biggest fish in the pool North of Keokuk is 15 pounds and I catch two of them in one day, I'm looking pretty good. So I'm happy with that. I've never, never understood their line of thinking. And it takes a complete angler to be able to fish for blues and flatheads and, channel cats not, not just because you can catch blues that don't mean you can go up there where you guys are at and win a tournament catch a channel cat i mean it's a completely different situation out where doc is they fish for a lot of flatheads and uh, they catch them in methods that we don't use here so uh it's it's a completely different thing and i think it's very sad that people are like that and uh, you know, if, if the prize money is a thousand dollars and you don't care to travel, it doesn't matter if I'm going to fish your tournament or if they're fishing our tournament, or if they go down South, the prize money is still the same. All you got to do is win the tournament. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I have a question as, as an individual angler, is there anything more that we can be doing to make catfishing more legitimate to, to educate people to, um, Kind of stop the, the separation amongst it. How are? What what can the average person do to combat this idea of flatheads are better than blues are better than channels, and this tournament's better than that tournament, and and get everybody so that we're all start we're working together towards bringing this entire industry up to that level we all want to see it at.
0: Doc, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I've been I've been doing this for oh I don't know. 20 23 24 years tournament fishing and uh it, it's been like that from day one and uh you know it just i haven't seen any change in it uh other than the money's gotten bigger but you still have trails saying oh i'm better than you and i'm gonna you know it, it, it's just the fact of life i wish i wish there was a way that we could turn that kind of stuff around uh and it, you, you know, it's just that I know in, in my area here, there's, uh, in Ohio, there's a bunch of tournament trails. Uh, and you, and you know, there, some do nothing but fish at night. Some do nothing but fish both nights and days. And then you've got other trails that do nothing but days. So, and it, you know, everybody has their own agenda.
0: Well, I have a, a thoughts on that. Several of them, in fact. Number one, if we could ever get an organization put together that would cover the, the entire United States, like Bass has done, we could get um, we could get a uh, unified set of rules, and they wouldn't have to be hard and fast, but a generalized set of rules for everyone nationwide and all of the tournament. Uh, directors could join this organization and use those rules as a guideline and that would make a big difference to where when we go to to your your area to fish a tournament or if we come down here and and uh or or down south you know everybody would know what it's going to take um another thing is we need even places like Missouri where they have tournaments on the Mississippi River and the Missouri River where there is no over and unders. My opinion, for what it's worth, is these tournament directors need to take a look at having a two over 34 and three under 34 rule to show the Department of Natural Resources or the Conservation Department that we're serious about getting these regulations put into effect. Lead by example. Uh, and I think that would make a big difference, but organization is something that, uh, the catfish industry has not found yet. And until it has found it and true leadership is brought out with people that know how to deal with the political end of it, I don't think that it's ever going to get, uh, where we're headed, but at some point it's got to happen. It just has to.
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, you, we have more product on the market <laughs> than we ever have. Whether That's right. Dogs, hooks, uh, catfish lures, anything for dragging, for bumping. I mean, did, for years, everyone either kept it a secret. It wasn't, it wasn't anything anyone knew about. Right. But the problem with that situation is you have guys that are mad at each other because they fish with this rod or they prefer this hook or they do this or they do that. It doesn't matter what rod I fish with. When, when, when it comes down to everything, there's no reason for anyone to hate on each other because of what they like, what they prefer. You know, I, I might like this rod, you might like that rod. That that doesn't necessarily mean it has to decipher who we are, and we got to get mad at each other and be haters about it. One of the things I think stops the growth of the catfish, the catfish industry is somebody comes out with an innovative product, and you see more haters on Facebook than you do see likers.
0: That's All right.
2: Is that can do it better, or they're going to do it better, or they can do it themselves you're not really advancing the industry. You're, you're beating it like a dead horse and it's going backwards.
0: That, that's exactly right. Now, Eddie, I'm going to tell yeah. you, I've had pro staff guys for a long time and I have always told them, no, regardless how you feel about our products, don't ever say this is the best. When somebody goes out and they're telling you that they have the best rod or the best hook or the best this or that, then they're already hiding the fact that there's a problem somewhere. Number one, number two is anytime that even if you do have the best, somebody is standing right there behind you to prove that theirs is better than what you got. So don't even start the conversation. Just say that this works the best for me. Don't say it's the best because these guys on Facebook, I read this all the time. So, well, this is the best rod in the whole world. And I'm thinking, man, if you know how many of them things I fixed, you would never say that. Right? <laughs> I don't post that, and I don't want my guys saying that kind of thing. You know, just let it go and go on. But you're right. It's, uh, and until that kind of thing stops, it's never going to get any better. And Chuck, when Chuck was on the show with us, Chuck would always call me. Or message me and say, "Hey, I'm going fishing with such and such at this tournament, and he uses this product or that product." Is that going to be a problem with you, as a Chuck? You do what you need to do. I know what you what you're doing, and that's all that matters to me. And if everybody else whines and cries about it, let them whine and cry. As long as I'm okay with it, it doesn't matter what they say. And uh, that's the way it should be done, I think.
2: Well, you know, it's it, it definitely. We we when we were fishing the red this year. Uh, we fished with a couple guys from a competitive company, if you will. Uh, they fished different raws, different hooks, etc. And yet, at the end of the day, when the tournament was done, we sat down, we had beers around a fire, and we had a great time. Nobody cared who was wearing what kind of jersey. Right. Know? It was it was awesome. There's no animosity. There's no hate. We didn't talk about who had anything that was better than anybody's because I prefer something doesn't mean that Doc's going to prefer the same thing. Doc likes That's his right. stuff. I like my stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's just. Yeah. It's unfortunate not to see the unity with people. You know, we I, I sit back and I use my Facebook generally as a marketing tool. I like to throw pictures up there when we catch fish or in tournaments, and it's 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 hard for me to look at people who go on there and create drama uh, for no for no reason. I mean, and it's a constant. Right.
0: Well, I, I I will I will tell you honestly, I really really think that a lot of people stir up the pot with different things just to draw attention to their self. Uh, And maybe I'm wrong about that. But some of the stuff that they're arguing and feuding and fight over, uh, what's the point? I mean, it's petty stuff that that shouldn't amount to anything. And to sit there and and have animosity against somebody because they like a different hook or whatever. Now, uh, I had some hooks the other day that I didn't have very good success with. I had some problems with, but I didn't post it all over Facebook. I mentioned it to Doc. Uh, and I didn't tell anybody else, you know, and he knows how I feel about that hook. Uh, and, and they don't work for me. That don't work matter. Doesn't mean they're not going to work for you guys or for him, but I had, I had bad luck with them. And another one, a couple years ago, a guy talked me into buying some of them. And man, I'm telling you what, I was in a tournament and we fished a night tournament and all night we got three bites and all three of them come unbuttoned and the whole package of them went in the river. I I can't, I can't. <laughs> can't stand that, you know, uh, because the ones I use, I have all confidence in the world from, we have 98, 99% hookup ratio. And uh, that's what I believe in. I'm very comfortable with them, but I try everything people send us. And if, if we have zero trouble with them, we tell people we're having zero trouble with them. But, uh, you know, still, if I'm, when I go to Memphis, I'm going to have the Eagle claws on there because they don't give me trouble. And that's why I use them. Right.
3: And part of that might be because you're confident in using them. We, we tend to take yep. a lot of people um, out fishing for the first time. Yeah. You know, with with the store that we had, we'd have people come in, you know, I want to get into catfish. Where do I go? What do I do? And so we'd show them how to set up and, and what to use and where to go. And we always tell them you've got to be confident in what you're using and what you're doing. If you don't feel confident in using it, it's not going to work for you. And it might right. not even. What it is that you're using, whether it's a Carolina rig or bottom bouncer, or we we teach you the
2: basics, you fine tune them, right? You know, that's generally
1: yeah.
2: Uh, we uh, one of the things that we love to do is we we take we're very involved with veterans, we're very involved with the disabled children, we're very involved with children in general Families. in fishing, women, um, women. Our our tournament trail that we do here, we make it uh, a lot more involved with. Anyone we, we want to see the retired guys come out. We want to see the kids come out We want the vets on the boat, but we do a lot of speaking seminars and stuff and we make sure that we go um, November 11th, I'll be I'll be at a Veterans Day parade that I'll be doing some speaking that um, we, we definitely harbor That and, and and with catfishing and it's it's really made us I think in, in a personal fans growing um just grow in general, you know, not in the industry itself, but just grow in general, being able to see the smiles and being able to, to brighten people's lives and showing them how simple catfishing can be or how complex it can possibly be.
3: It's, it's not an elitist sport. Right. And even in the competitive levels, um, being able to give people the opportunity to learn how to fish, to go out to target a fish purposefully, which a lot of people fishing don't don't do that, and then to compete at, at any sort of level, whether it's a, a weekly lead, real low pressure, you know, not really any money on the line, or a big national tournament. We we enjoy doing that. We like introducing other people into that too. And um, you can start out with a, a sinker and a hook, or you can make it as complicated as you want. And I think for us, it's the variety of opportunity that catfishing allows that has really drawn us into it well
2: if if you guys want to hear a quick funny story it might be a little drawn out more than quick but the first tournament (laughs) that and i fished was a catfish tournament we've had love i've I've been fishing catfish since i was two years old um i got pictures to prove it too just in case anyone wants to hate on that um the first catfish tournament we ever fished everything out here is generally a gravel bar that we have to put it on we don't really have too many boat ramps And uh, we were excited um, didn't sleep that night. Well, I'm sure we all know how that goes and uh, I had a 16-foot lawn at the time with a deep V a tiller prop long shaft, and we decided to take it on the Yellowstone River Well, I can tell you from experience that you don't do that We put a pitchfork on the prop, you know I'm sure you've seen that maybe you haven't but we put a pitchfork on to protect from hitting rocks and stuff on the prop and uh, we We put into the river, well, we some guys in front of us put in, and they sunk their their truck. So we actually took our boat off, got them out. No sooner did we get them out, and we backed our truck, and we sunk our truck in the river. So we actually unloaded the the boat off in the river, sunk by hand, and these guys helped us get out. Well, when when they helped us get out, they left, and we sunk the boat again, or I'm sorry, the truck again so we were actually stuck and we had nothing to do but go fish this tournament i wasn't going to waste time so we we took off we tried to anyways i found out i had a vacuum (laughs) line that wasn't any good so when i hit the throttle the boat didn't go upstream it stayed pretty much where it was we
3: made it across the river from where we put in but that was all the further we made it all day
2: (laughs) well as we were going across the river the pitchfork fell off and hit the prop and chewed the prop up almost into pieces uh-huh. Huh? This is our first experience. This is how you know we love each other, I guess. Uh-huh. A lot of yelling and cussing for sure. Um, we fished a 50-yard stretch harder than anybody in that tournament, I guarantee you. We fished harder than anybody in that tournament, That fit those 50 yards, and we came in with one 7-pound fish. We caught that fish. The aerator didn't work. It's the fuse glue. I, I mean, this is one of the worst worst-case scenarios you could ever have. So we 8 hours later we go to put the boat on back on the trailer. We can't get the truck out. There's no one around to help us. We actually take the trailer off by hand and we put it in the water to put the boat on. We can't get the boat to get enough throttle to put it on the trailer. So she's pushing the side of it against the current. I'm reeling it in. The 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 uh strap the strap breaks. breaks. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps going. <laughs> So we we get the boat about halfway up the trailer. I told her, let's just, you know, we walked up to the truck, and I said, I'm going to call. We're exhausted. I said, I'm going to call and just disqualify us. And no sooner did I pick up the phone, these, these two guys pulled up out of nowhere as a father and son, and they dropped their boat, and they took our truck our truck out. They backed up. They got our boat out with the trailer. They hooked us all up, and they told us to leave. They were fishing the tournament too. God sent so we get about I don't know uh, two miles down the road, and I look at her and ask her if she put the rods back in the boat. And she said no. Well, we have about ten minutes to get the weigh-ins.
3: So we got a two-lane dirt road. Got to turn the boat and the trailer around. You turn it, run back to the fishing access, pick up the rods, go back out again.
2: We were proud of that seven-pound fish. I can we tell worked you that. hard for I guess it. so,
3: and we signed up the next wow. year and we love it and and even a trip like that that's what got us hooked into tournament fishing it was it was the fun and the excitement and and the friends that we made the the father and son that rescued us they're really really close good friends of ours now we hang hey, with them fourth of July weekend you yeah. know weekends holidays camping trips fishing trips you know we we've made some met some phenomenal people through the tournaments that we've done through the events that we've had um, the events we've gone to We've got friends down in Texas we're worried about this week. Absolutely.
0: You know, uh, Doc and I have talked about this a lot over the last years. And um, the people that we meet, we both love to fish these tournaments. Now, we really do. We've both been fishing them a long, long time. But when we go to them tournaments, the fun that we have and seeing everybody, you know, I only get to see Doc in person a couple times a year. Yeah, And, you know, we set out at the motels and uh, we might get asked to go outside because we're making too much noise inside a room or something. Uh, yeah, we've
1: been known to do that
0: yeah and and uh, we a bunch of us will go out to eat it several times and we'll stand outside at the motel until the mosquitoes start packing us away and uh have a few drinks and tell lies and tell people where and where not the fish, and a lot of good information is shared, but there's some of it that might be borderline good information, but um that's the fun of doing it, and uh when we show up to these things, we're so happy to see the people that we only get to see once or twice a year or three times a year or, or uh, maybe once every other year. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Mississippi River Monsters is a great tournament. Uh, Monsters on the Ohio, Winter Blues on Wheeler. There's so many of them that we go to. And we know these people are going to be there, and they're, they're figuring we're going to be there, and we're going to have a great time.
1: All right, we got a question and actually i'm interested in this too catfish clothing wants to know ask them about the whisker bomb
2: well you know i i have been i've been working on what what i would consider innovation products here for a few years um i it's all trial and error i'm attempting to come out with different product in the catfish industry and one of the things that i came out with was uh, it's called a whisker bomb Um, we fish a lot of rocks. We have boulders here. We fish a lot of lay downs, trees, and the zero rig is generally what it's, it came about from, is that we were using the zero rig, but even with the zero rig, you have stretch. We use monofilament um, on the river, and you have that stretch, and that, that fish can still take that bait and wrap up, or cause that abrasion on, on rocks and whatnot. Um, so I took that concept, and I uh, took an egg sinker, and we put a metal generally a metal piece that goes through it and I insert and on both sides is a swivel and then we have a quick clip with a hook on the other side and the idea with that is that when the line goes to the swivel on the mainline side you have no mem you have no line twist um, Monofilament has so much memory that we want to eliminate that line twist on the other end we use primarily circle hooks uh, which I'm sure most catfishmen do now and we have that swivel on the other side so that, that that circle hook can get a 360 degree turn. So no matter how it lands, where you throw it or where you set it, it's always going to get that turn in the fish's mouth to go, hopefully go on the corner of the mouth.
3: And using all metal components creates, a, a, I guess, a solid one-piece unit that can stand up to the, the rolls that the cats do, the rocks and, and branches that we're pulling them out of, um, with not a lot of elements in between that have room for failure, huh. equipment failure.
0: That's pretty good. Nice.
3: They work great yeah. for us. We've been yeah. catching cats on them all summer.
2: Yeah, we we, uh, we with tournament fishing, we kind of had to step up our game. I'm sure you guys know that. You lose a fish in a tournament, it's a whole lot different than being out there pleasure fishing with your kids. That's you, right. You know, there's going to of work to go on. And and we we wanted to fine tune our tournament fishing and be able to uh, have a product that well, even even if, it, if no one buys it we use it and we know it works and we know it's going to work well. We use thirty pound monofilament in these in this heavy cover for ten pound fish, but when we set the hook, we're like a, we're like Kevin Van Dam man. We almost rip them into the boat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, awesome.
2: Well, you know, I mean. You want to get the fish in the boat as fast as you can. For That's sure. right. Um, but we also try to keep them the least amount of stressed out as we can as well. You know, we want to make sure those fish are taken care of and released.
0: Yep. Well, you know, and, and tournament fishing is completely different than fun fishing, and I enjoy that too, but uh, if that bait is out of the water, uh, you're not showing it in front of any fish, so you're you're absolutely wasting time. Uh, you got to get them in, get the bait back out there, and, and try to put another one in the boat. Uh, you just can't waste that time. Uh, uh, a the downtime will hurt you. Uh, you don't know how many fish you miss presenting that bait to when it's not in the water.
2: Well, and that's like you know what with, with rig wrap. Your guys as well. I contacted Glenn, and I sent him my resume, and what a great guy, man. He's absolutely one of the easiest guys I've ever had to work with, and yeah, I've seen the product. I've never touched the product. Glenn sent me some product to check out, and I he don't know how we fished without it.
3: We lusted out the
0: product before we got it. Oh. You know, these guys that come on here to make these videos, there's a guy I watched one, a guy done here a while back, and uh, he was had his little bag out there, and, and when I got the rig wrap, my bag got thrown to trash. Yep. It's yeah. just that simple. And this guy's saying, oh, you don't need these little box things. Yes, you do. If you ever have the mess that those bags do, and you don't think a rig wrap system is better? You're an idiot. It's just that simple. These things are amazingly simple to do. They're they're so easy and compact, and you've got everything right at your fingertips. It's just it's crazy. It's a no brainer for me. Twenty
3: seconds to get a new rig back on your on your line and get that bait back, back in the water and get it back right. on those fish. It's and, and
0: I've tried stored them in bags for years. And, and done it, which I thought I was successful at it, I would put them in baggies and then put the baggies in there so I could get more of them done. And, uh, <laughs> and there's no comparison. There's no comparison to that in a rig wrap. Just no comparison.
1: Yeah, the rig wrap won't blow
0: away. Yeah, <laughs> You take the bag nope. out and all of a sudden it takes off. Yeah, you're, and then you're, in and you're digging for another rig. one. And yeah. if you don't put them in baggies, then when you go in together, they're always tangled up. It's just a cluster, yeah. that's all. It's a, it's a great product, and he's got some other stuff coming out. I, I can't wait to see these sinker slides, man. Uh, I mean, I've seen them. I've got one, but, I mean, I can't wait to get them. Uh, he, the one he sent me was printed on a 3D printer, and I'm afraid to reuse it. I'm a, I'm afraid I'll either lose it or break it, then I won't have one. So, uh, But, yeah, I'm really wound about that sinker slide. I think that's probably, since it's so small, it's the same size as a regular, uh, sinker slide, I think it is probably the next big deal uh, in weighted technology.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. it's
0: time
1: to spin that wheel. Oh, well, is it now?
0: Well, alrighty then. Uh, Eddie, you want to give me a low number?
2: Uh, my favorite one's 13, so how about that?
0: Oh, my Ooh. God. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I love One. It. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 and eddie's lucky 13. the winner is mary hatthorn h-a-t-h-o-r-n mary gets in a drawing every week uh i remember the the some of the names of people that get in there and i know that she gets in every week doc let's see what we can conjure up for mary Hooker's Terminal Tackle. Mm-hmm. Mary, if you will contact Hooker's Terminal Tackle and tell them that you won a package of Reaper hooks on Catfish Weekly, on the Rig Wrap Prize Wheel, they will ship them out to you. And thank you for playing the game. We enjoy it. That you. It's awesome. These people, you know, um, we have a, They, it they was were th- flooding
1: the. Facebook yeah. page tonight, man. They were. We just was. Down uh,
0: we're down a little bit tonight of what we have, but we've been having anywhere from a hundred to hundred and forty people enter the prize wheel every week. Now it's down to around eighty tonight, something like that. Uh, but that's still a pretty good amount of money. I got to write her name down.
2: That was, that was some high-advanced technological music you had going on there, Doc. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fish porn.
0: <laughs> now, were you, are you guys making any of the big tournaments this year?
2: You know, we're not, unfortunately. Um, we've, we've had a few hang-ups this year. We're going to work on doing that next year. Uh, short goals, you know. We're, we we had short goals. We're going for long goals. Our, our big tournament this year we did in April down in Texas. Um, uh, it was a veterans tournament we did down there. I can't remember the name offhand. Um, we would we we're hoping to get down to Monsters, Mississippi or Monsters, Ohio. We just geographically challenged. It's just too tough for us this time of the year to get that far.
0: Right, I understand. Okay. So that's what's,
2: that's what's nice about yours in the spring is like I said, if we're in the top five here in a couple weeks, Lake of the Ozarks is a 14 hours for us, so we're there.
3: Right. And a two day drive.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're getting ready to head to Memphis here in about, what, Doc, two weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that, three weeks? Tell us how long it is.
1: Hey, give me a second here. All right. <laughs> 18 days, nine hours, 32 minutes, and 13
0: seconds. <laughs> and we'll be headed down the mo- the week before that. And I think right. um, the Monday before, it's like 12 hours for you, isn't it, Doc? Uh,
1: yeah, well, yeah, it kind of, we, we, I can't travel very far. I got to stop. So I got to get out or I get stiff driving. So I go about 60, 70 miles and then I have to stop and I get out, walk around and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it it takes, I think it's about eight, nine hours and it, it, we, it gravates out to
0: 10, 11. Yeah, it's six or seven hours for us, but we stop about every two hours or or sooner. depends on how much coffee I had. Sometimes we have to make it a little more often. (laughs) But that's nothing like 14, and and I understand what you're coming from, Eddie, because uh, Cindy and I was up a few years ago and fished the Cats Incredible Tournament. Man, I'd like to get back up there and do that. But I left at 7 o'clock in the night, drove over the speed limit the entire trip, and got there at like 8 or 9 the next morning. It's no. a long haul up there to that tournament. But, that's, man, it, it was fun.
3: That's one of the closest big tournaments to us, and it still takes us 10 hours to get there.
0: Oh, my God. Well, you know, it's like I was I
2: talked about early, touching on earlier. We, if, if the catfish industry grows advanced enough the next few years, we want to go down south and follow trails. We want to be at the MRM. We want to be at the Monsters of Ohio. We want to do the Capel's kink. It's just a matter of the consistency and money and us being able to do that. And we don't need to make 100% of, our off of a living off it, but a guy's got to at least break even if he's in the top 20.
0: That's right. you know. And, and we've got guys wanting to come out and fish our tournament for California. <coughs> and uh, that's another long haul. And we would love to see them get tournament directors, get involved with it out there and, uh, you know, I've got guys that tell me they come if they could get a tournament director to, to, uh, get involved with it. So, uh, hopefully next year we'll be able to get that done. Uh, and doc, I had guys contact me today about entering tournaments for 2018 for the 2019, uh, catfish weekly national championship. So it's working. People are wanting to fish it.
2: Well, you're going to continue moving this around the country. I imagine, aren't you?
0: The problem we have is finding a place that has uh, fishing and bait accessibility and parking for the number of boats. Now, Owensboro has that. Memphis has that sort of. Uh, The thing with Lake Ozark where I'm at down here, they have three big parking lots. And uh, it's a big cove with multiple boats could be lost at the same time. Uh, and the park department will help park everybody and make sure everything's going well and, and, and do all that. And, of course, there's everything in the world to eat at Lake Ozark. And if you bring your family, there's everything in the world for your family to do while you're fishing. So um, it has to be the right spot. It has to be the right spot. Yeah, I would like to move it around, but finding a place to, to park 200-plus uh, boats and uh trailers trucks and trailers and having a launch area and a big enough um, lake to fish that has access to bait and uh every all kinds of restaurants to feed that many people every day uh you have to really look at all the variables before you say yeah we could go here or go there
2: right well i know you had steve johnson on here not too long ago uh, keep your tournaments out of california we don't want to all turn into liberals <laughs>
0: Oh Oh my God. That's the funniest thing I've heard all day. Steve's a good friend of ours. Hi, Steve. (laughs) Steve is a hoot. We had a blast with him, uh, down at, uh, Owensboro last year. It it absolutely was a great time.
3: We, We met him in Texas in April.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I know he was down there for quite some time. So, uh, uh, yeah he he he's a really good guy he's good for the sport and he fishes for other stuff too <laughs> well listen guys we're running on about an hour or a little more i want to thank you for spending your monday evening with us on catfish weekly uh we've really enjoyed it if you have any sponsors or any uh people that you'd like to promote at this time please feel free to do so
2: you know we we have a lot of sponsors um, i think <laughs> some, they're, generally they're all behind us Um, Our our bigger ones, Catfish, Folding, Warrior Cat Rods, Rig Wrap, Cabela's, uh, Catfish Bubblegum. You know, we'll give them a a big shout-out. Otherwise, I'll be here for about 10 minutes, naming the rest of them. Hookers. Hookers Terminal Tackle. Love, James. Great guy. Um, All all the guys that fish for us, you know, thank you. All the guys that show up to our tournaments, all the women that show up to our tournaments, all the kids. If it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be what we're doing now. So uh, I guess the... It's not necessarily about the sponsors, it's about the, the sportsmen. And, and we want to give our thanks to them for continuing the support they have for, for us.
0: Absolutely. Now, if I'm correct, uh, John that owns Warrior Cat Rods lives down in, in Texas where all that destruction's at. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I hope that he is doing well down there. Uh, I know that anywhere down there is a rough area.
3: We had updates from him today, and they—they they didn't get any water in the house, and their the warehouse um, for their storage facilities is okay as well. We've got yeah. a, another Fred um, Brad with Catfish Bubblegum. He's down there, right in the thick of it. Brad actually was out offering his boat services today for rescue operations. So there's there's a lot of great people in Texas that are sitting in a lot of water, but doing what they can to to help everybody out right now.
0: That's that's outstanding and I'm glad that they're all doing that, that. It's uh that's a bad situation and we all need to do what we can to help those guys out.
2: Absolutely. Yep.
0: All right, guys, thank you so much and, and uh you know we'll we have to pick another time and get you back on here because I don't think we got done tonight. <laughs> We've had a great time. Thank you. Yes, for thank you us. very much. Absolutely. Thanks so much and, and we'll be talking real soon.
2: Sounds great. Thank you.
0: All right, thank, guys. Thank you. Doc, I'm going to send Paul a link and get him in here so we can get his giveaway done right quick.
1: All right. I'll just go ahead and uh, give everybody the updates that I've got. Okay. While you're doing that. Uh, Cabela's King Cat out of Paducah, Kentucky. This was a two-day tournament, 43 boats involved. First place, Darrell and Jason Massengill, 218.94 pounds, big fish. 47.54 Forty-seven point five four pounds. Second, good friends of mine, Tim Walsh and Tom Walsh Jr. One ninety-five point three four. Third, Adam Denier and Chris Pezel, one eighty-seven point eight four. Fourth, Terry Rogers and William Clapp, one sixty-seven point five four. Fifth, my buddy Chris Saunders and Nick Conway, one sixty-four point eight two. And again. He is repeated as the angler of the year. That's congratulations uh, to him. Chris the you know, and Nick Conway.
0: You know, uh, Timmy and Tom are friends of mine who live not terribly far from me over in Illinois. Uh, well, it's quite a ways well, now, but I've yeah. fished a ton of tournament swim guys, outstanding people, and great fishermen.
1: JKV Tournament trail Trail out of Shawnee Town, 32 teams involved. First place, Stephen Fancher and Cliff Riggins at 109.1. Second, Audie Hammond, Chris Sherman, Chris and Sherman Mitchell, 85.9. Third, Casey Tutro and Andrew Hahn, 83.4. And Casey and Andrew had the big fish, 57.1 pound blue. Uh, Hoover Tournament here in, in the Buckeye State. This was a three fish limit And it was a night tournament. First place, Craig and Amber Shuri, 63.2 pounds. They had a big fish, which was a flathead, which was a 48.6 pound flat. Second, Joe Senior and Joe Hatfield, 48.3 pounds. And third, Sean Dolphin and Craig, 36.5 pounds. Pounds. That's a three fish limit, too. That, those are pretty. Yeah, those are some heavy weights. That's some big weights. West Tennessee Catfish Anglers. This was a fundraiser tournament for the Carl Perkins Center. First, uh, Cedric Poiner, Taylor Stovall, 93.53. Second, Roy Harkness, Bill Dance, and George Young Jr., 82.67. And third, Joe Hardy and Barry Wilson, 80.69, and that team had the big fish, which was a 61.84 pound. Nice. This weekend, on Saturday the 26th, the Catfish Summer Slam. This is in Steubenville, Ohio, on the Ohio River. This is the Pike Island Pool. Uh... It's going to be, uh, no, I'm on the wrong date, aren't I? I don't know. Not, not yet. I looked at the wrong calendar. This Saturday, it's Saturday and Sunday, 9-2 to 9-3. Uh, $75 entry fee, $25 big fish. Fish from 4 p.m. to 7 a.m. That'll be this Saturday. I was looking at the wrong calendar. Eric, I'm all right, Eric, right man. Eric Tustin puts is putting this tournament on.
0: So that's all I got live. All right, we got Paul Ragsdale in here. Hey
4: Paul, how's it going, buddy? Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey I'm Paul. Not too bad.
1: Welcome well, back.
4: Heck yeah. You got a
0: bunch of stuff going on, Paul. You've been working all summer trying to get some things going on.
4: Yeah, I've been doing a, a fundraiser trying to come up with the money to do uh, a few things we got planned this year um still got a, a trip we're working on getting activity coordinator of a nursing home to uh get us a couple people to, that can go fishing with us and get a couple of the old folks out but, uh, we had a list of hey, the guys just want to do the drawing today
0: are you yeah. talking about Doc and I as old folks, or what?
4: Well, you know
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we've talked about this several times, Paul, and I know that you really worked hard, went to a lot of tournaments and sold these raffle tickets and all the other stuff that you do. And, and for the people that don't know what Paul does, he – builds tackle boxes and gives away rods and reels and stuff for kids and and disabled people and he goes to nursing homes and things and help and visits with the the people there and and tries to get them out if they can go fishing and does some of this stuff and and people this stuff costs money and that's why paul does these fundraisers is to supplement the cost because for years and years he's been paying for this 100 out of his pocket and and it gets to, it gets to be costly so that that's the thing behind what he does and, and man we can't thank you enough for all the stuff you do paul i
4: appreciate it the first one the first one didn't turn out as big as i wanted to but it kind of gives me an idea when I decide to do it again what I need to do
0: absolutely well how would you like to get started on giving stuff away
4: well I sent you a package by FedEx I believe that you got there
0: today I do this is a little this was in the package this is an envelope still sealed up and we will open her up right now I said we would beginning to wonder and inside here is a whole bunch of tickets and I'm going to dump them into this hat. This is my offshore tackle hat. All of them's out. <laughs> and we're going to mix them up a little bit. And I don't know who you sold them to. I know you sent me some tickets, but at the time you got them here, I didn't uh, go anywhere uh, to where I was able to sell any of them. And I'm sorry about that, but you know, maybe the next trip we'll be able to do something going a
4: little I, better I need to, to give this a little more more time than what i did and, and that's kind of what i'm going to change next year
0: okay all right we got them all mixed up how we want to go
4: all right well, let's go first with the cash um now this was only 75 dollars worth of ticket so uh it's going to be 37.50 for whatever name you draw are you ready yeah
0: i'm just going to reach in here and pull out this one right here and it is scott s linton i'm sure that's scott linton phone number eight one six seven seven I can't read it, but the last four is eight five
4: five seven. I believe it's Scott Linton. Yeah. Um, that's what we need to do is, is if you put them over to the side uh, after I write them down, then I get the phone numbers from you here in a little bit.
0: Okay. And that was the first one. I'll mark it first. And as the money one.
4: Yeah. All right. Uh Dave from tripmaster sent me. A tell and a couple rod holders here. One's a left left-hand thread and one's a right-hand thread. And uh, he sent those to me here last month. So I'm gonna do the drawing for that one next. All right, buddy. Matt McIntyre.
0: I know Matt McIntyre, and his phone number is eight one six four four seven three zero zero nine. And Matt won the Driftmaster Rod holders. Okay. Now, this one here,
4: if anybody ever wants to put up a website, I can help them and uh, uh, get it up for them. But Zhost uh, has donated a, uh, a URL name and a hosting package for one year and as well as support and i'll throw five hours of support in there with that to, uh, to help somebody uh, put up their own website so we can do the drawing for that one here next all
0: right I'm almost pulled two out if i could just get a hold of one it'd be a lot easier and the winner of this one is John B. Hyder Sr., St. Charles, Missouri. I know John also.
4: Okay. Uh, the next one, Lyle, is a Twisted Cat Outdoors Tournament Trail jersey. Okay.
1: Hey, Paul. Yes. Everybody's wanting to know what
4: Western is playing in the background. <laughs> That's something my dad watches. He watches a lot of them old westerns. Well, Matt McIntyre won that also. He must
0: have bought several tickets. What was that prize, Paul?
4: That was a Twisted Cat Outdoors Tournament Trail jersey. I guess they were selling some of them jerseys. Yep. Yep, Alex. They look nice. Sure. Okay, the next one is uh, a little bit off of the catfish trail there. A guy donated four large stowaways full of bass lures. Never been in the water.
0: Okay. Oh, got too many. Uh, Scott Linton.
4: All right. Um, This one here, I was donating. And it is a sports cam. So, you guys can see that. Something similar to a GoPro, a little bit smaller. is oh, that uh, yeah, it does video in uh, 1280 and 720 pixels? It's got oh, four different mounts in there. There's about anything you can think of.
0: Pretty good prize there. Do that one. All right, Paula man shot. Does that ring a bell? M A what? M A N S H E L T
4: Paula. Okay. Uh, the next one's going to be a TFB Team Fat Boy Swag Pack. Okay. It's going to be a get slimed hat, get slimed T-shirt, and a get slimed uh, hand towel, and a decal.
0: Okay. And the winner of that is Angie Harmon. Okay. Okay.
4: And the last one, but not least, uh, the the big one is a black horse bumping rod from... Black Horse Custom Rides.
0: Matt McIntyre. He bought too many tickets. Wow. <laughs>
4: well, saves me on shipping, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> I, uh, just have Matt uh, can get a hold of me, and I'll be seeing him, uh, and we'll make sure that we make that happen. Is there any other thing else we need out of the hat?
4: Uh, Nope. All right. I'll get some phone numbers and stuff from you here. Um, yeah,
0: let me get everything shut down and get, get ready to go and
4: let you get settled back down and absolutely back to the house where I got crappy connection. I understand. <laughs> I'm kind of like you used to be up there when you was living up north and you had that satellite for uh, uh-huh. whatever. Yep, yep. I'm 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 really Really disappointed in using HughesNet. So,
0: well, I've heard good things and bad things, and it's like everything else. I think it depends yeah. on where you're at and what kind of connection you got. It ain't get
4: bad, but when it rains, you lose your satellites, you lose your internet connection, and well, don't let it rain. <laughs> <It's> like, <I'm laughs>
2: stop
4: it. yeah, I think next time I'm I'm going to give this a, a lot more time, and. Uh, uh, you know, we didn't really make a lot of profit. I did get a gentleman uh, that donated 40 bucks, just took it out of his pocket and, and gave it to us. And we bought a couple uh, small tackle boxes for a couple kids. And I think that's going to work out okay. But uh, next time, I think I'm going to let things go just, just a little bit longer.
0: Yep, I understand. Well, you know, just let me know when you're ready to go again, and we'll we'll try to help you all we can, Paul.
4: Okay. That's all I got, Law.
0: All right, buddy. Thanks a bunch for everything you do. Thanks, Paul.
4: <coughs> yeah, you too. I'm trying to find the hang-up button. There we go. <laughs> <coughs> Doc,
0: I have Central Missouri Cats from the New, New uh, Haven Tournament, the top five. First place was Roger and Logan Gerloff and Gary Taylor. Second place was Trav- Travis Robertson and Sean uh, Kaysinger. Third place was Dale and Kathy Smith. Fourth place was Tony DeBuff and An- Anthony Nichols. And fifth place was Jeremy Cordy, Ben Cordy. Uh, their next tournament will be September 23rd at Cooley Lake Access on the Missouri River. And that will also be a Catfish Weekly National Championship qualifying event. Uh, I've got one in uh, that I saved that wouldn't print for me. Uh, Well, uh, some of them didn't print. There will be I'm trying to see. It doesn't say spoil a child, use a rod. Uh, Cast chili and bean cook off. They're having some kind of a fish. It's a fishing tournament and there will be a uh, requirement of two per boat uh, and they will be honoring veterans of their choice, whether alive, deceased, or whatever, and they can fish with you. Uh, All TPWL rules, laws of pride. This is uh, will be the biggest bag limit, uh, $50 per team. Fish must be alive at weigh-in, and it's at Lake Tewakene in Texas. Uh, you can contact Bill McEd, M C M R R M C R E E D McCreed, or Creed, and uh, find out all the information for that. It will be September 30th um for some reason and he messaged me that the top part of uh, the uh thing is not in the picture where i can see what the name of it is uh but it's to help the legion and the veterans down there so hopefully you guys can get in on some of that action let's see what else we got here Dieter melhorn was on a while ago for you guys that uh, like to watch live feeds you need to check Dieter's web channel or uh, uh facebook and uh, youtube channels out watch his stuff along with him and luke hinges and northwood angling guys got some really cool stuff going on doc i want to tell everybody that from between now and uh, september 2nd if you order anything from rig wrap you have free shipping good time to get in on that Yeah. Uh, yeah. Free shipping. Shipping's a big deal. Uh, uh if you get a lot of stuff, the bigger the boxes, the bigger the container, the more it costs to do that. So if you need rig wrap products, get a hold of Glenn at Rig Wrap, place your order and get the free shipping. That will end uh September second. Right. Uh, okay. so, uh next Lyle, they want us to spin it again. Give me one second. I got I'm going I'm gonna forget something if I don't get all these things done all right I got a message uh, a little bit ago and I got to find it is from Rose Thompson um, Hugh and a group of others are leaving Wednesday morning to help evacuate people in Texas and Louisiana anyone wanting to go and help or donate for water and gas Please message you Thompson on Facebook, or you can get a hold of him at 662-552-7963. Uh, again, all you guys that are putting in time and effort to help these people out, kudos to you. Uh, Doc, we've talked about this a number of times. The best people in the world are in the catfishing industry. And there's no question about it. Um, guys taking off work taking vacation time and going from missouri and and illinois and uh mississippi and louisiana to help these people and this is a bad time and kudos to them guys we appreciate everything you do from the bottom of our heart Uh, doc and i appreciate it and i promise you those people down there will will really appreciate it now we say we spin that wheel doc
1: one more time let's
0: spin that wheel Give me a number. Two. One. That's a lot easier. (laughs) Two. And the winner is pontooned in the 4OSX. OSIX. I'm not sure who that is. They started getting in on the stuff here uh, a couple weeks ago. But uh, we're going to spin a wheel for them, Doc. All
1: right. Let's see what they won.
0: I didn't think anybody used... um, Names like that anymore, but I guess they still do. And he wins whisker sticks LED lights. Alright. So, if you will contact me, tuned in the four hundred six. Um, I'm wondering if that's not a military deal. I, I really don't know, but get a hold of me. I have the whisker stick lights right here, and we will ship them babies out to you. And thanks for watching and playing our free grab prize wheel game. Yep. All right. What else we got, Doc?
1: Got my tip for the night. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I use my computer, although, you know, we're doing the show using a computer. One of the things I do on the computer is I bought my boat in 2009. When I bought it, I went and took everything that's about my boat, about my engine and I'm, I'm just gonna show you the paper. Here's the paper, I don't know if you can see it, but it just lists. I've got the serial number of the boat, serial number of the engine, all the oil filters, the mold, everything that can use, what prop. If I ever have an issue with it, you know, I can just reference to it real quick. Um, trailer, you know, you've gotta buy bearings, you gotta do that kind of stuff. I've already got all that listed right here. <coughs> What bearings go where? So, real, real good way to keep track of your stuff, especially if it's new. And, uh, you, you know, once it gets all credited up, then you can't tell what it is. So, that's Doc's tip for the night.
0: Now, Doc, do you put that in a little plastic folder uh, envelope?
1: Well, actually, when I bought my Sea Arc, they give you a folder, a huge folder that's got all the schematics and the prints and all of the boat and so it goes in there it's been in there it's it's pretty roughed up after nine years of use
0: <laughs> <laughs> i understand i understand well that's a great tip and uh you know you could put parts that you don't keep on there put the part number in there in yeah. case you have trouble out on the road anything like exactly. that it will make a big difference next week folks uh luke hinges is going to join us again and luke has got some um deals that uh, he's going to work on live streaming for extended periods of time as a benefit for some of the children's things. But he is, is really big about doing something for these people down south in this Texas flooding. So we may have to switch gears a little bit about with some of that stuff but we're going to try to help luke put together something to help these folks out uh so be sure and join in then uh if george can get away we're going to try to get george young jr in here or carl morris one uh, i know they're both extremely busy getting ready for mississippi river monsters the following week we'll be in memphis so be sure to tune in for that um,
1: i think we're going to do a we're going to do a live show aren't we next week at, in memphis
0: I think we should both be there in time to do the show Monday night there now we may do that show from uh, from the hotel uh, but Thursday we're supposed to be at the the pyramid yeah so uh, hopefully we can get everything lined up we're trying to get some stage stuff put together and and get all this done and hopefully we can make that happen it'll be a great time Uh, really Really looking forward to getting down there and catching some fish. Um, uh, Doc, before we go, you want to tell everybody what the last report was for the water situation down there?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, last year when we fished that tournament on game day, it was seven foot. Currently, it is at four foot. The prediction, uh, and, and it's four foot because of all the water that came into Texas. Uh, the prediction for September Mm, 11th, I believe it was negative 1.5. So it, that water is going to be down about seven to eight feet from what it was last year.
0: Now those numbers are at sea level for those that don't know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, there'll still be water and there'll still be current, but it's not going to be ripping quite as bad as it was last year.
1: No, unless we get another hurricane that comes in.
0: That, that is correct. Now, uh, I want to remind her by the 25th of September, we're going to have Jody Harrison on here. And Jody's going to tell us about the Winter Blues stuff that he's got going on. Uh, and we got um, something else that I was wanting to say, but I, it's eluding me right now. But anyhow, it's been a great show. We had a lot of fun with Eddie and Ann, and I'm so glad they joined in tonight uh, they they kind of got it going on up there so uh, they are a long way from everybody and it's great yeah. to see them guys carrying doing the stuff that they're doing and i hope they get qualified and make it down here next spring um 171 teams if everybody puts a two-man team right now qualified looks like we're gonna we're gonna have our 200 boat qualified if, uh, or more so hopefully we can get everybody down here we'll have a big payout for the top 10
1: Appreciate everybody tuning in to Catfish Weekly tonight.
0: Absolutely. Lot, we, had a, guys. we had a bunch of folks in this, watching the show tonight. So uh, until next week, for Doc Lang, I'm Lyle Stokes. Thanks for watching.